Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Welcome back. We play role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition and more. Let's get to the adventure. I'm Luke, your DM, and your players are... Ben, I play Cortain. That's my intro for today. <laughs> Peter, I'm playing Speaks and Dancer. Uh, am I still at the door? Are you guys all right? Uh, hey, it's Trav. I play Little Moss, and I play him very well. <laughs> and I'm Levi, I'll be playing Lokag, and I'm keen to crack some shoulders, break some knuckles, and none of them will be mine. <laughs> Good. Uh, Alright, so can all of you roll a d20 for me, and the lowest outcome sure will recount can. what happened previously on Beyond the Dice. Moss 7. 13. Oh. 17. I rolled a two. <laughs> All right. Luckily, it wasn't a critical fail. I don't know what happens there. A critical fail means you do it anyway. Ah, it's yes. True. So basically, I rolled Yeah, critical. basically. All right, sir. What happened previously? Previously, last time, episode, we uh, went to rock up to try and find that drone. There's a drone yes. thing. Get some info for our mission slash quest. And, uh, yeah, we were. Spees was watching out. The guys ran around the backside. There was some stealthing involved. Obviously, Little Moss with his black tail neck succeeded at that. Um, the guys failed at opening a door for a while. I had to get a hacker to open it for them. And now we find out we're in a boss fight. Well, not a boss fight, but we're now battling away while Spigs is not even anywhere near the scene. All right. You are all inside Calico Express, this uh, laundry service, dry cleaning and such. You've snuck around the back, like Peter said, and Lokag has kicked in the door, walked a few steps into the building and noticed all of these... Yuntang syndicate members all standing around the room pointing weapons and that is where we concluded the previous episode so what I'll get each of you to do and that's including uh, Spigs who's not yet here you did go to the front though didn't you yeah yeah I believe you went and spoke to, yeah, a, was... talk to a man who was uh, walking out the front of the building yeah, it's about to shoot. No, that, that wasn't me. Um, I think I was still spotting out on that ledge. I not made it to the door yet, I don't think. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, someone else did. Somebody jumped down the building and then ran to the front and almost killed the dwarf, but then realized he was just a normal citizen. Uh, so what we'll do, you'll still roll initiative for me as well. Cool beans. Because I had an initiative for you guys last time, uh, but that was just for your sort of staking the situation out in the streets, so I'll get you all to roll again. So, um, can we go roll with uh, Cortain, Little Moss, Spigs, and then Lokag? Certainly. Mm, Cortain with a nine. Little Moss. Oh no, plus, okay, so 18 for Trav. For Trav or Little Moss? 
same thing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Man, I'm so good at method acting. We're basically the same person. You do not know karate, and you also do not have green skin. All right, but on all of the key things that matter. All right, Moss. Also, you know, new etiquette. Moss, eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Yes. Sweet. Speaks. Moss, not little Moss. Seventeen for Spigster. I got a seventeen too. Oh, who's got the highest dex? Uh, I'm plus two. I'm plus two. Okay. Seventeen and seventeen. <laughs> So basically, when it comes to your guys' turns, um, you can do combo moves, or you can just decide amongst yourself who's going to do when what. Uh, let me... Combo moves? Yeah. Did we unlock a new ability? Yeah, I'll, if you flavor some combo stuff, I'll let moves. you guys do combo moves. You know, like the whole um, fastball special from X-Men comics, if you're going to do that, you can do that shit. Hell yeah. Just roll Spigs into <laughs> somebody else. What is the fastball special? Sounds like Colossus and Wolverine. It is exactly that. No, nice. It's when Colossus throws Wolverine. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> with all the initiative crap out of the way, we begin with the Yuntung. It's a woman with this dyed silver hair. She has a singular glowing eye. And in the strands of her hair, there is also like a neon purpley blue glow in them. She points a uh, a rifle towards you, assault rifle towards you guys, or towards Lokeg, because he's the only one in the building as of yet. Cool. Uh, that will be a 12 versus AC, as she lifts up this carbine assault rifle. Her eye that's glowing, that purpley blue color, turns red, and she fires. Does it, does it hit, sir? My muscular pecs deflect all the bullets and take zero damage. <laughs> no, misses. <laughs> all right. So she fires. Um, you hear the bullets slamming into the crate uh, and the wall behind you. You hear some little ricocheting sounds. And after that, we have one in front of you with uh, half of his cybernetic face is like this golden plated skull type of cybernetic. And... He points two pistols towards you. He also begins to fire, but as he's firing, he's going to move behind these grey shelves that are maybe 15 feet to your right. Um, he, Because he's going to be sort of moving... Well, attacking and then moving, moving, attacking, shooting at the same time. He's here. He's going to roll disadvantage against you, sir. First one will be a 14. And the second hit will will be an 8. 14 misses. Okay. So he fires. You, um... Do you have your shield with you? It's on my back, as is my warhammer. All right. So as you run in the or charging through the door, you see the bullets fly across from the other side of the room and you see this guy with the golden skull, two pistols pointed out. He fires them. They bounce off as you're looking sort of to your left um, towards the first lot of gunfire. They bounce off your shield. You look over your shoulder and you see this guy with the gold skull duck behind some cover. And next off, we will have Little Moss. So you, sir, are basically outside uh, near that red truck 
with all the laundry in it and you can move through yeah. your friends um if you wish but it's your turn sir right i am um, bust into the door as i hear the um gunfire yep i dart behind the shelf nice and then what i want to do is i want to run up and climb up onto it and kick it forward myself on the top shelf and try and slam it into the next shelf and then have it crush gold skull all right nice okay so uh, i'll get you to roll athletics for that also i'm going to roll a d100 um do you want odds or evens for favorable favorable oh man i can't even speak dude um, odds sorry odds odds okay 91 so what was your right. athletics uh 14 14 okay so you run you jump up and you're, you're you know you're pretty big you're muscular so your weight crashes into this metal shelf with all of these uh, chemicals and all this sort of stuff packed on there and you crash into it with a, a grace this huge figure locag um, not huge compared to you but compared to the other people in the room besides you it's got this grace that leaps past pushing against the shelf it domino effects into the next one and it crashes down onto gold skull and let's just see mechanic wise Trav does this break that shadowed stealthness that you had um good question yeah you had <laughs> You had silence on? Silence, that's right. Um, I'm going to say that the concentration was broken when I heard the gunfire, so it's no longer in effect. You see him put his cybernetic arm up and it looks like the styling, the plating on his cybernetic arm, this gold plating, is sort of designed to look like there are snakes wrapping around his arm until it gets to his hand. And he's holding some of the shelf up, but you see a big piece of that shelf uh, sort of slashed across across his uh, forehead and he's bleeding from it. And he looks through the crashed shelf into your eyes and he says, you're going to pay for that, kid. Um, can I use a flurry of blows to come down with like a wrestling style elbow into his face? Uh, now, he has got a lot of cover now that there are two lots of shelves on top of him. So uh, you can certainly try. The DC mm. will be higher. I might flavor it then as like stepping onto his skull in order to continue the attack with Cyberjaw. Ah, you want to like jump across to him? Yeah, like use his face as like a lily pad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jim. Like a sweet catchphrase, like enjoy that top shelf. Ooh. Um, he obviously doesn't, otherwise, he would have said it. <laughs> <laughs> you Ben, you forgot yeah. to send him your email of all the catchphrases before he started. Mm, I apologize. <laughs> well, it's not like we have like future comms or anything where you could just tell me. <laughs> You're so I'm... shellfish. Oh, <laughs> shit. 
Shit. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's true. Should have just sent it to you. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. All right. Uh, okay. Lily pad face. Okay. So, um, you got a 14 to jump up there. Roll another, um, roll acrobatics to see if you leap off at the last moment to get um, towards Cyber, Cyber Jaw. Uh, 16 for acrobatics. Okay, yeah, nice. You leap down close to um, Cyber Jaw, who's this large human. His whole skin looks like it's been tattooed to look like a... Uh, like snake scales and he has this like this yellowy green color um hue to this to this tattoo and his jaw is uh this blackish gray cybernetic um jaw with um like sharp teeth down the bottom and across his uh sort of his cheekbones there are like these mechanical like uh scale protrusions sticking out uh what do you do when you get there um, I'm gonna go for the protrusions, like just 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 a straight running punch in the face. All right. Uh, with flurry of blows, yep. so I'm gonna go for two attacks. Nice. Um. So that's a a twelve to hit. A twelve to hit the cyber jaw guy. That's a... I feel I know the answer. <laughs> that's a... Uh, hits. Oh, what? He's a minion. Yes. <laughs> you do see that uh, he is... Okay. Um, he is just wearing like a singlet and like large baggy cargo pants. So he's not wearing yeah. any body armor or anything, this fellow. So roll your, uh, roll your damage, sir. Roll my damage. Uh, okay. Uh, 12 for the first. Ooh, uh, 24 for the two hits. Ooh, nice. So your hands move in a blur. And if they weren't, shrouded in a black turtleneck, this, this brand new black turtleneck that Lokag um, bought you. Everyone would be amazed at how quick your hands move, moving around his face and his body, slamming into him multiple times. Those protrusions sticking out of sort of his cheekbones, they split up towards his eye as you push them into his skull. Oh. Um, is that the end of your turn, sir? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can try and get some kind of cover from the others, um, like behind Cyberjaw, but yeah, otherwise I'm good. You can try and what? Sorry, it cut out. Uh, get some cover behind him. Like, you know, I presume, is it, is it a box or a desk or something like that? That is a large, um, what looks like a dryer of some sort. Okay. Try and get on the other side of him, like behind the dryer, just for some cover. There? Yeah. As you're punching him uh, and kicking him, landing all these strikes and hits, you spin around him to the opposite side, uh, almost using him like a meat shield from the others in the room that have weapons. Next, we have Spigston. Roll a perception check for me. 
Alrighty. Not very good. It's probably... That is H, the perception. I believe somebody did call across the, um, the communicator that there were dudes in the back. So you would know that much. Uh, but otherwise, yep. you don't hear any ruckus or anything. You just you're All riding right. across the um, across the street on top of the roof with your new lead belcher ready and aimed. Uh, I heard the guys. The guys start like, over comms talk about fight or they shooting or anything. Uh, what did like, you say, Lokag? You said something after after your turn. Um, kicking the door. I I think I like totally muffed up my um performance role and so yeah and then the door just opened so yeah I don't think anybody has actually said like speakers get down here or anything at the moment also they haven't like the comms are not open to you like they're not open all the time they have to actually and I didn't didn't hear any ruckus from the back yeah correct because your perception was low shit uh well, I'll just, I guess Spigs just hangs out the front. He's like observing. Um, I just want, want to have a check of reimagine the front, frontage of this, that building. Like, it's got like glass windows and like a door. All right. Oh. I just moved everyone back, basically. Calico Express dry cleaners. What's, what's the frontage of the, the thing? Just get me ready for. Hey, Ben, drawing a weapon. Yeah. That's one of my free actions. Yes. And then I'll get a a move and attack action, right? Uh, Yes. If you're changing weapons, yeah? Um, So just say you you pull free your hammer, but then you, I don't know, just say you want to change to a shotgun, that means that will take um, a bonus action or an action depending on where it is. If it's on your person, bonus action. If it's in your bag and you need to go and get it, that's a that's a full action to change weapons altogether. Unless you're Spigston. Alright, so Spigs here, uh, if you can see it in the blue, there are those um, yep. these large sort of metal pillars holding up a small um or I should say um like yeah, like a small veranda. Can it the be? whole front yep. of the shop is glass and then there is there are these two sliding doors that open up like in you'd go to you'd see at a supermarket or whatever. Um what yep. you can see from this vantage point inside is um, some couches off to the right and what looks like a desk or a counter or something to the left and running basically the whole length of the front of the dry cleaners. Cool, cool. Oh, okay. Also, a turn is only like six seconds, isn't it? Correct. Shit, so I can't even cast alarm. I was just thinking of possibly casting that. That's, that cast time is a minute. Yeah, it's a ritual, so you set up like a... Um, a magical yeah, yeah. or a barrier of some sort. Unless I, unless I uh, pre uh, infuse magic or something. Say that again. Unless I infused it into, I use infused ma- like in magic. Yep. I'm not sure. Yeah, if I yeah, I could have done that. It's okay. Um, I think Spooks would just he's just keep an eye on. Like he hasn't been told anything. Maybe he just goes, like, sends a message in. I don't know. Like in in, in team chat. <laughs> in team chat, he's just like. It just voice voiceover, but like it doesn't. Oh, they're going stealthy though. Would you want to? What's what's the normal setup for? If he just says it to them like quietly, it's gonna be very loud. 
Uh, in their voice? No, it'll usually be General? in their helmet or their little earpiece. Um, because you're mercs, you've got stuff that's designed to only speak to your team unless there's a hacker actively out there trying to hack into your... Yeah, so it won't... It won't. If he speaks, it won't be like... You know, when they're like on the on the radio and it's like, to be quiet. And then... Oh, no, it's not like a police radio goes... Like none of that shit. It's like directly in their earpiece or, or helmet. Yeah, and it doesn't echo out. So speaks go... Uh, you guys, anything all good back there? And and that'll be his turn. All right. So let's move back to our Calico Express. Can we? Can we only? So he he asks that question. Oh, that's true. Like, can they talk back in the other way to that turn, or can they talk back as free action? Uh, free action, like- but you can't have a full conversation. So somebody or everyone can reply to that. Uh, but if you want to initiate something else, it should be on your turn. Talk is free, but just remember, it's within six seconds. Yes, we're under attack. Yeah. All right, Spigs knows they're under attack now. Yep. Okay, is there... So that those columns hold up the canopy. Spigs would like to, whether you're allowed, yep. to activate, which he hasn't used forever. I don't think he's used it ever at all. His spot, um, snake mechanical rope. All right, minions. Um, he will get. He will. How? How? What's the length I, of it? Uh, now you want me to have to find yeah. it. Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> I think they're the like same length as normal like rope. So what that is, but I'm just guessing. Uh, sorry, let's take a second to look through because it's one of the things he makes. Or just mentions. It's rope of climbing. It's what it actually is. Okay. 60 foot length um, it can hold up to 3,000 pounds if you hold if you hold one end of the rope and use an action to speak the command word the rope animates as a bonus action you can command the other end of the rope to move towards your or destination you choose <clears throat> uh, the End of the rope moves 10 feet on your turn when you first command it and 10 feet on each turn until it reach, reaches its destination, until it's okay. up to its maximum length away. You can tell it's a fast oh, okay. itself. So like it goes like 10. So it goes like every turn goes 10 feet, 10 feet, 10 feet. Yeah, but I mean like it's, it's, it's basically like a normal coil of rope until you command it. Yeah. So you can like throw it out as far as you can then command it oh, and true. then get it to yeah, move. Yeah, to move a bit further. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. Uh, my, what I was thinking of doing, which whether or not it's, it's allowable, is Spigs will like to use it to connect to those pillars yep. and then be able to like zip line down and smash through the front glass. Okay, so roll... Um... Roll a dexterity check to see how, um, how, I guess, how, how easy yep. you can throw the rope towards the destination that you want it to be at. Uh, so I rolled a 19 plus 2, so 20. Oh, yeah. So you throw the rope, and just as you, um, just as it hits the pillar, you call the command, and it wraps around the rope. Oh, sorry, around the, the column. This, um, this metal. Can, can I make it? Yeah. So to make, can we make the ends like magnetic? Sort of like, I don't know, magnetic, but more like they can like attach, drill, 
anchor in or something? Um, and it says it, it says it has to. It can fasten itself securely to an object. Uh, so maybe like um, yeah, magnetic or um, yeah, possibly possibly drill because like drilling is is fastening. Okay, yeah, because like yeah. Oh as no, I... sorry. To knot or unknot itself, it has to tie itself. Um, so I'll, like I'll, I'll I'll allow it to have a device which it means it can connect to itself. Okay. Yeah, so maybe it goes around and then connects. Yep. It clamps. Cool. <clears throat> All right. Um, um, and you want to swing in? Yeah, like zip line, jump off, smash through the window, whatever. All right. So uh, zip lining across there will be fairly easy. So you attach the other side of the rope to, um, you know, just a random um, railing that's in front of you. And you zip yep. line down. Uh, if you want to jump through the window, I'll get you to roll an acrobatics for me to see if you land uh, properly, carefully. Maybe we can make it a swing so they still got they can detach it. You want to try and swing down? Yep. All right. So what you want to roll acrobatics? Yep. Right. Uh, I rolled a crit. Okay. So you climb up onto the railing a bit uneasy on the feet and you launch off holding onto your mechanical rope you swing down past the pillar and your mechanical feet going first you smash through the front of Calico Express sending glass shattering across the floor you hear the yelps and screams of two people and then as you enter through the glass landing on the ground sliding your mechanical feet breaking the tiled floor the white sort of dirty tiled floor sliding through the window you hit the front desk and behind you all of these shutters slide down over all of the front windows an alarm goes off the old man behind the counter he is an old elven man bald uh, he has um, sort of like a, a orange sort of jumpsuit on he looks across and he's yelling in elven at you and there is a maybe a teenage girl behind the counter she has purpley blue dyed hair um, all of these neon uh, sort of tattoos um, and she's like, what are you doing? Get out of here or you'll be in collateral damage. All right. It is oh, back shit. to the other fellow's turns, which will be Lokag. Lokag. So just for half a heartbeat, Lokag looks at Mr. Venom Glow and points and stares him down. What does Venom Glow look like? Uh, Venom Glow has... Leather jacket with a really high collar that comes up to about his ears. The inside of it has all of these LED lights that are um, sort of pixel glowing from one side to the other, this green color. He also has these uh, these glasses, which just looks like a piece of acrylic that go across his eyes. They are also glowing green. 
and he has these lines running down his face. They're glowing the same green. Um, he is holding a yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Now. Shotgun. I don't care about his <laughs> green color. So Lokag reach. Lokag strides forward towards Venom Glow. He reaches behind his shoulder and grabs out his Warhammer. And as he's doing so, the augment on his back starts to hiss, and bubbles shoot through it. Yep. The green nice. brightens to an almost to a, a obnoxiously fluoro color. And Lokag says, "That's my color." And he goes to swing <laughs> his warhand, warhammer with two hands at Mr. Venom Glow. All right. Now your tattoos are they also are they pulsating? Yes, with the same high fluoro, high green fluoro color as the the augment. All right. And you guys, um, or actually, who would see? Uh, maybe little Moss. You see Lokag walk across the room, and he he visually looks like he's getting bigger and musclier as all of his tattoos and the tubes and the uh, canisters on his back are glow green. He looks like he's just getting jacked in front of you. Whoa, he's starting to grow tag. (laughs) 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 All right, swing your attack, sir. All right, so as a barbarian, I get two attacks. The first one is 18. Oh, no. Yeah, 18. 18 against the Venom Boy. Yes, that hits. That does 15 damage. Bludgeoning if it matters. Bludgeoning damage. Nice. Okay. And you slam him once. Can you see that blue uh, thing on his left? That's yes. those, those racking that they have in... Um, in dry cleaners where all of the garments are sort of on there and they move around in a, in a, in a rotation. He slams into some of the garments as you lift for your second strike. The second stride is a 26 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Oh, same damage, 15. You slam down into him, he hits the floor. His cybernetic arm that he lifted to block it, holding the shotgun, it just shatters apart and he's screaming as this fluoro-green fluid is sort of spraying all over the floor. And he looks up to you through his acrylic glowing glasses and there is fear in his eyes. I wore it better. All right, next is. Yes, snake face tattoo guy. So, this elf with this quaffed of black hair and that that death adder tattoo that they have. Uh, the, uh, the, The open mouth is around his eye, and the tattoo is glowing this blue color. He will run up to you, Lokag, pulling free uh, two shimitars from his belt, and he will attack. That there is a 19 verse AC for the first hit. Hits it. So, four 
slashing damage and four poison damage. As he slashes you, these green, uh, the blades of the sh of the shimitar glow green as he slashes slashes into you, and you feel this sizzling on your skin. Uh, second, second attack rolled off the table. Second attack is a twenty-one versus AC. Yeah, that will be <laughs> yeah four slashing again and three poison damage as he slashes with his second shimitar. As he slashes into me, it appears that my tattoos seem to make the blows just that little bit more shallow than you would think they are. Because uh, due to my rage, I get to ignore half of all damage except for psychic and ballistic. Nice. As he slashes into you with these fancy strikes, he looks at the tiny little lines that he's made on your skin. And then he looks down at his blades, sort of surprised. Uh, next will be... Someone else. Cool. Um, and then we have... Red Jacket. So... This elven woman runs behind some shelves. Where are we? Here we go. Moves to here. Climbs up on some crates and is going to fire at you with her assault rifle. Uh, low keg. Because you're the biggest one in the room right now. I'm always the biggest. That is true. Until you're not. That's a 19 versus AC. Yep. Oh shit. That's that's a 23 ballistic damage. <laughs> Ouch. She points this assault rifle at you. These three red sorry, not red, these three green dots appear on um, sort of your back of your head. As this guy comes and slashes at you, you know, you move around, she fires, and you feel these bullets slam into your side and shoulder. She then reloads the magazine. That is the end of her turn. Uh, we then have Cortain. Mm. About time. So, Cortain will draw his sword, move into the room, and activate his shield his, on his left, his left arm. Yep. So... Low, running to the room, Lokag just got, got shot up quite a lot by Red Jacket. Yep. That's true. Okay, Cortain will just run straight towards to his left. So coming into the room, hitting into, hitting a few boxes and stuff, and then running straight towards the um, machine gun armed Red Jacket, who's right near some... These are like conveyor belts for dry cleaning is that correct uh so those boxes first off you'll have to make a, an athletics check to try and leap over them because they're okay. some of them are about you know four or five foot tall nice that is a 24 you clear them easily you charge across the room towards Easy. red jacket she looks down she goes to turn her assault rifle towards you and all of those things behind her are more shelving units 
shelving units. Okay, cool. So, I will swing at her with the sword. First attack. That will be... 23 to hit. That'll hit. North. Get my D10s. One. It's two. So, in total... 16 slashing damage and 4 fire damage as my as my orange hot sword just cleaves into her. I went in a weird direction. It was 16 slashing and 4 fire. What? What do you mean? What do you mean, You're like hot orange sword. Ne- never mind. <laughs> my, my pulsating weapon. <laughs> is, is it one of those 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 novels? He's been yeah. reading a lot of fan fiction online in the dark places <laughs> of the web, Travis. <laughs> Talking about Cortain and his... I'm on holidays, all right? The robbing soul. <laughs> all right, she's not dead yet. Okay, but then I will... She has some cuts on her. her, her she's sizzling from the power of your, um, your sword, your energy sword. <laughs> The, the force force of my of my weapon yep okay I'll attack again that is even better that is a 27 versus AC yes, that is definitely hit so 6 fire damage and this time only 8 slashing damage okay she does not look good there is a lot of blood coming out of her um she, her, one of her arms is completely limp. She's still holding the assault rifle, um, and it is Cyberjaw's turn. He's going to turn towards you, little Moss. You see a charge of green energy in his hand, and he will throw his hand forward. Uh, you need to make a constitution saving throw for me, sir. Con save, eh? Um, 14. 14? Okay, let's see here. You succeed. Hi. So you duck as this spray of this green energy arcs overhead. And he looks down at you angry and he goes to make another attack, but he cannot. Uh, it is now the Venom Glow gentleman's turn and he is going to try and fire his shotgun at you. His arm is basically shattered. Let's see. Okay. He lifts his arm with his other hand. <laughs> with his other arm and he pulls the trigger with his just functioning cybernetic hand and that will be uh it's gonna be a 13 it's not gonna hit is it nah okay the shotgun goes off in the air nowhere near you that's the end of his turn and spigs you see this guy appear around the corner from behind the desk pointing Weapons at you. Um, he fires. That will 
be a 16 versus AC. What what is the uh, what is the weapon that he's aiming at? A submachine gun. Ooh. What did you say, 16? Yep. That spigs behind that counter, the bullets fly past and miss They spray up the uh, metal shuttered gates behind you and you hear him yell out, There's another one over here. And we will go to... Last one, all the way back to the top, we have the silver hair glow. She throws down, or doesn't throw down, but she drops her assault rifle. It catches on a tether that's hanging from her armor, and she runs up to you, Cortain. Mm-hmm. Can you please make a... Ooh, actually, I'll need Lokag and Cortain to make a constitution saving throw. 22. 17. Oh, 22 and 17. Okay, cool. So, this huge shockwave ripples out of her as her arms transform from just uh, humanoid cybernetic hands into longer snake-like appendages with cybernetic snake heads on the end out of them comes this crackling boom and shockwave you guys um, Cortain you have seen this before Um, Gage did it a long time ago Uh, you feel the energy in the air both of you and so you prepare yourself for it Uh, Red Jacket does not she is hit by this shockwave, slams against the wall where you hear this sickening crack and she falls to the ground unmoving. Uh, snake face. He also takes this damage. <laughs> okay, he's not looking too good either. As it pushes him, you see some of the cybernetics on his body start to flicker and shake when the boom goes off. And Silver Hair Glow does not do anything after that. It is Gold Skull's turn. He crawls out from underneath the shelving, looking around, trying to find Little Moss. <laughs> oh, so you can't see Little Moss. So he is going to move to here. Nope, here. Move to the container. And he's going to make two shots with his pistols. One aimed at Cortain, one aimed at Lokag. So, first shot, Cortain. Mm-hmm. Misses completely. Nice. As he he points his gun, goes to fire, that shockwave um, emanates out, pushes the crates. One falls, a small crate, and he blasts that into a thousand pieces of tiny bits of wood. Uh, his second shot, aiming for Lokag. Same thing, he misses, but uh, basically what happens is he fires one of the um, garments of this racking that's to your right, uh, sort of flicks up from the shockwave, and they absorb the bullets. He fails completely. Little Moss, it is your turn. 
Cyberjaw is there in front of you, facing you. He has just done that power attack in front of you with that green energy. He's still dissipating in the air like a fine mist. Um, I am hoping to open the dryer door, grab Cyberjaw's head, and then shove his head into the dryer and then start to repeatedly close the door on his head. <laughs> oh, that is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, roll a strength for me. Oh, Luke, all I can imagine is that scene in, like, season one of Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Strength. The car door. Oh. Yep. Strength, sir. Yep. Uh, no. 15. Oh. 15? Oh. <laughs> I rolled a 14. So you gra- you basically grapple him, push his head into the thing, uh, and um, you start hitting his head with the uh, the door. I would like you to roll a d20 for me and just and add your um, your strength modifier to it. Uh, 18. 18. Roll... Uh, roll 3d4 for me. Because this is a industrial dryer. The door on this is huge and heavy. Mm, and mate. even though there's a rubber seal on it, um, oh. yeah, it's not nice. Oh. Uh, seven. He's not looking good. His arms are on the outside of the dryer trying to push his way out. Um, but you're constantly just slamming his head with the door. Does does everyone in the room need to take like a like a sanity check? Or no one can see it. No, oh. like remember the gold skull couldn't even see where he was. So oh, that's true. all they hear is like a thumping sound, and eventually it becomes a squelching sound. <laughs> I'm just doing my washing. Has <laughs> anyone got a quarter? All right, is that the end of your turn, sir? I, I think I've done enough. <laughs> All right. Next is Loki. And that's what they'll say at the trial. <laughs> Again, with my Warhammer in two hands, I'm going to smack Venom Glow. All right. Like on I'm the try. Like uh, on 13 to hit. Like on the bum bum? Or? Well, we'll see. 13 to hit, third. Venom Glow. Uh, yes, you hit. You raise your makeshift um, hammer. Because it's just a huge piece of cement on the end of a pole that it looks like you've torn it from the ground and you swing it down oh, upon him. Damage. Roll your damage. Has it got a stop sign on it? <laughs> Not this one, no. <laughs> uh, 10 damage. Aberrant. Yeah. 10 damage? Yep. With a sickening thud, a squelch, and a resounding crack in the room, you lift up your hammer and you see just a mess of where a head used to be and uh, it looks kind of Christmassy because you've got the green glow from his cybernetics and then a lot of blood (laughs) the red and green of Christmas is covering this man as he bleeds out to death on the floor there is too much use of the word sickening in this in this battle rehab's changed you Trav (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, Lokag, uh, um, can you attack my, again? With my Christmas hammer, I'm going to hit Snake Face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Do you turn to the the snake face guy? He's got that death adder tattoo on the side of his face. His perfectly quaffed hair is uh, sort of slightly moving as he reels back in horror. What does that word mean? Quaffed. I think I can get it from context, but Google it. Oh, no. It's the hairstyle, or it's like yeah, drinking it's where you style. spill everything. Is it? Okay, fine, I'll look it up. Google it. All right. I do a sideways glance, the gore on my hammer, and I give Snakeface a brief nod before I swing, getting a 23 to hit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I get it. Because now they're pictures. <laughs> yeah, okay. Brought to you by Quaff.com. <laughs> <laughs> Quaffed your way. So if 23 you head to on over to if you head on over to quaff.com and use the uh, the code <laughs> called Beyond the Price, you'll get a 10% discount on quaffs. Sorry, sorry, okay, Lefek. I gotta Google them. <laughs> I don't know if there is a quaff.com. They didn't they didn't sponsor us, so fuck them. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, what, how much damage, Lefek? 13 damage. 13 damage to our face boy over there all right so you slam him with the huge cement piece of your hammer he stumbles to the ground he catches himself dropping one of his shimitars looking up at you and it is then his turn he shall try and stab you with his shimitar he misses completely he will then just attempt to slash again. And he misses completely with a one. He drops his second shimitar as he goes to stab out. His shaking hand loses grip. It clangs to the floor and the glow goes out. It is this gentleman's turn. Which gentleman? This one. The one he's talking about. So... Screaming, running around the corner, Spigs. There is a Yuntung. He's got the Death Adder tattoos and stuff all over his body. He's got these um, ocular implants that look like night vision goggles, but just sticking out of his eye sockets. They sort of come out like camera lenses as he jumps over the desk. Now, He's uh, got cybernetic arms and he's where his abs would be. There is also like a protective plating over his stomach. He's got a lot of cuts and and uh, and scars over his body. One of his arms, as he jumps over, it flicks up from his elbow, spins out and uh, becomes a blade arm, kind of like a... Uh, what, do you, what would you call it? A... Um What are they? Kind of like a, a, a scythe-like protrusion, like an insect. Uh, he jumps out and he slashes at you uh, while he's screaming in Elven. So, do you speak Elven, Spigs? That's a good question. That's a very good question. That's a... All right. The first hit is a 19 verse AC. Oh, no way. And the second hit is a 17 versus AC. Both will hit. Alright. So, the first slash. Oop, that's the wrong die. No, I can't. Uh, Speaks only knows Dwarven and Common. Seven slashing damage. Seven slashing damage and one poison damage. The second attack 
is uh, six slashing damage and five poison damage. As when he slashes at you with this scythe-like augment that's come out of his cybernetic arm, the tip of it, the edge of it, also glows this bright green. And that will be the end of his turn. Next we have... She's kaput. Red jacket. I forgot to drop her. Oh, right. so when you mentioned she's not looking good, that was that was like her. She was dead. Yeah, ah, there was cool. a there was a thud and a, it was... a, a cracking sound, and she fell to the ground, unmoving. So next is your turn, sir, Cortain. Wonderful. So, uh, it speaks of a turn. Uh no, sorry, sorry. You were supposed to go after Lokag that time. Yeah. Uh, it is your turn. Alright, well, let's say Blade Arms is just too fast. Too furious. Alright. Yes. Spigs. Do. Okay. Spigs caught out to the two behind the counter. Have they done anything? Or are they carrying behind? Are the they... old man has crouched down behind the counter, and so has the teenage girl. She's. she's as you yelled out, and then gunshots and blade people and stuff, uh, they both duck down. They made, no, made no attempt to leave. So it's on there, on their heads. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, Spigs. Uh, okay, how how does cone work? Like firing a cone, a, not like a cone, not not like drugs, but as in a cone blast. <laughs> uh, it would work from your point of origin, yep. diagonally out. So usually from here. It would go to say okay, there, so direct, directly there, in front, a position, and then and then diagonal. So I can't yep. I can't just hit the guy blade arms is directly on the right of me, and also get fangs which is in front. So I can't hit both side on and front. Just just to give clarity to our listeners. All right, they can't um, see that. No. <laughs> also, opening fire. Oh, so first of all, oh, I'll, t- yeah. I'll do this in a second. But first, um. If I'm if Blade Arms is right next to me. Yep. Does he, uh, like, if I shoot, shoot him? Does he get like I don't know something, or do I lose something for him being adjacent to me? <coughs> a, a gun, you just pull the trigger. There's yeah. no drawback. It's like pew pew. Um, there's like a ranged attack. You, here. Yeah, you arranged attack. You, if there are someone within fifteen, within five feet of you, yep, um, it it has disadvantage because you have to take the time to sh- um, to aim and fire. Or if you're not going to aim, you that, that means you take disadvantage. See so the way a disadvantage on blade arms if I take. Uh, yes, if you fire at anyone with them in combat. Okay. Okay. Uh, probably gonna do two anyway. But. There are some some mods for your lead belcher yep. in your class that remove yeah, yeah, yeah. that. I remember. So first, this is the first time I think Spigs has used the lead belcher. He besides he, like practice dummies that yeah. are little moss shaped, but not not on, on his, his new. <laughs> <belcher>. <laughs> so first of all, he has the ability quick draw. So without an action, so. I imagine, so first of all, he's got his, let's say his uh, mechanical hand where it was, uh, he lost his hand, so he got his hand replaced. Yep. He's built the lead bolcher to, so he 
he activates in his, I guess, uh, cybernetics, right? An ability that um, basically flips over, like it's like a mechanical, so it's sort of like a, like a mechanical arm leans over, puts into position over his hand, which slots in, he is lead vulture, all in one perfect flow. Like from his back? Yeah, so it's like, like it's in his it's in his back, like like you know, um, stowed in his in his like backpack or in the back of back of him on his shoulder, and then it yep. just the lead vulture flips forward, rotates, and then locks into position with his hand. So his hand goes. Nice. So when you want it, you just put your hand up and it puts the gun in there. Pretty much. Pretty much. So so um just just to clarify, because yep. I, I couldn't remember the. Which chassis did you choose for your lead right, belt? So the scatter shot, scatter the shot, so just, the hand just, cannon or the long shot? Scatter shot. Okay, cool. He has the scatter shot uh, chassis for the lead belt he built. Uh, so that that's quick draw. So that's a free action, and then he will load in um, this yellow sparking uh, bullet into the chamber, or a few of them anyway. So that's that's already pre- um, loaded up, and yep. he will open fire, uh, dealing. So this is the lightning shots, um, and so that he'll he'll just fire like his. I don't know. I don't know how you want to do it because I think blade arm was meant to be beforehand. Do you want him running at me, so maybe I can get some shots in, or was he not there? Uh, I will remove the. I'll remove the disadvantage because we messed up. Okay. We'll say that you'd get the shots off while he's charging at you. Cool, yep. cool. And then he comes in and slashes at him. All right. So elemental chamber, I fire lightning. Um, and let's fire the... Let's fire. All right. So this is the first shot. Uh, that's only 11 versus AC. And that will miss. Yep. And then he'll attack. He has a... Happy trigger, so he's actually uh, supercharged up his uh, lead vulture. So it's got a turbocharger in it. I don't know how that works in terms of, <laughs> but it, it fires twice. And he attacks again. So just as Spigs, he as he pulls the trigger, it zooms in on the actual trigger, and on the metal, there's like a little smiley face uh, carved into it. Um, with a with a, a, a times two on there, and he click it, and if fire any, <laughs> yeah, pretty much he does one of those. Um, what's it like a what's that director called who um makes all those movies or those quick cut zoom shots? Tarantino. And shit. Tarantino. Sorry? Nah, nah. Um, he was gonna do Ant Man. Anyway, oh Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so let's make your second shot, sir. Uh, so that, that's that's a twenty ghetto crit. Oh, nice. Uh, all right, now let's do let's deal some damage. There's another. There's another one. Okay, so the normal damage, which would be ballistic, I believe, or piercing or whatever, yep. um, that would be nine piercing damage 
plus additional five lightning damage. So you fire these bullets into him. They crackle with energy. He falters a bit and then he slashes you a couple times. Yep. And after he slashes at me, Spigs reels back a bit. And as a bonus action, he quickly activates... Um, I want I want to know if I put this forward, but uh, maybe it less sense. But I was thinking of he activates those little uh, drones that make those shields. Can he make like a gun turret shield? So he goes around the lead bulger, but like t- more towards obviously Spig's side. So then he's got like a protective shield where he's facing. That makes sense. There is there is a mod. For that specifically uh, in yep. the uh, in the thing as well, um, so whatever your shield of faith is pertains yep. to like that you follow those rules for that spell. Um, but there is a there is a shield for your gun that you may be able to get later, or, or now I'm not sure what level it is. So I'd have to double check. I can't remember. I think it's one of the last ones. <clears throat> yeah, but so so I can't do it on the gun. I just have to do it myself. Uh, what does it do? Uh, Shield of Faith, one bonus action, range 60 feet, concentration up to 10 minutes. I have these components, so I don't know if you want to enforce that or not. Um, Shimmering Field appears surrounding a creature of your choice within range, granting it plus two bonus to AC for the duration. There you go. It it covers you, but not your gun, because your gun is not a creature. All right. So Spigs is shielded up. He actually plants it on himself, and this field goes around his entire Plus two days. Nice. That is all. All right. And we will go to Cortain. Nice. Okay. So there is someone in front of me. The name Silver Hair Glow. Yes. Nice. I will. Cortain will attack Silver Hair Glow. Only. First attack, only 11 versus AC. That will miss. Unfortunate. The second one. 14 versus AC. That, sir, will hit. Yes! Good, it would have been embarrassing if both missed. Okay, <laughs> so. Five fire damage and eight slashing damage. Okay, where are you, silver hair? So. As you uh, attack first, her snake-like cybernetic appendage slaps your sword aside and then you come across quickly the opposite direction slashing her up the uh, the torso she stumbles back smiling at you and she uh, simply just shakes her head it's quite rude but I can respect that that is Cortain's turn alright Cyberjaw is going to attempt to break free of Little Moss's <laughs> grasp. Yeah, little Moss just slamming his head repeatedly. He got a crit. So at you, you basically go to slam the door again and you close it and it's got this nice um, sounding click. And then you look back at the door and the, he's not there anymore. He's on the ground and he's going to attempt to trip you up. Uh, that, sir, is a 17 versus AC. That's not hit. All right. Um, basically, he goes to swipe your feet and you launch over them. 
and then he will just simply pull free a knife, combat knife, and try and stab you with it with his second attack. And that one will be 18 versus AC. It meets it, it beats it, baby. Okay. Four slashing damage. And two poison damage as he slashes at you, the edge of the blade glows green and he does one of those cool like spinning things with this butterfly knife that he has. And he is in a low stance. That is the end of his turn. This gentleman, he is going to move here behind the desk. He will point his um, submachine gun at you, Spigston the gentleman who's just simply named Fangs. As he gets closer, you see this this elf with uh, sort of gray, dyed gray hair. He's got um, like a tattoo on his forehead between his, uh, just above his eyebrows, uh, above his nose bridge area. And as he's yelling, firing his submachine gun you notice that he has two snake-like fangs that have been implanted in their shining silver what, is, what does his tattoo say does it you say do you know fangs? Alvin? no i'm sorry it's in Alvin. No. yeah it's in Alvin. so uh let's see if he hits you sir that's 17 verse ac oh lucky that sh- bounces off his shield so the bullets make that cool noise as it hits like energy shields uh, and you see the the bullets hit them it creates a sort of honeycombing effect around the uh, where the bullets are hit and they just drop to the ground that is the end of his turn and we go back to this one here this one runs in uh, she has long pink hair this uh, denim jacket that has these like LED panels across the uh, sort of breasts that have Alvin riding sort of rope, sort of uh, moving across there towards the center of um, her torso. She's wearing a vest, uh, sorry, a, um, uh, what do you call it? A ballistic vest underneath that denim vest. And she points a shotgun up and she fires, sir, at you. Uh, sorry, at you, Spigs. And I keep opening the wrong tab. So, pulling the shotgun up, firing. And... Yeah, no, she, cool, she can get you. Uh, that is a 19 verse AC. Oh, that will hit. That's that's, uh, that's that's quite good for you, sir. That is six ballistic damage, and she fires some of the the uh, the spray of this shotgun, the pellets or the the shrapnel that blasts from the shotgun, by- bypasses your shield and slams into your side. I have a question for myself and for the listeners. I'm, yes, I'm wearing. Uh, makeshift land warrior armor. 
um, which has a durability of five to ballistic. Does that minus five damage every time you deal damage with ballistic damage? Correct. Cool bait. So that's one damage to speaks. Yep. Uh, that the, is the end of her turn. We head all the way up to Silverhair again. She is going to... Her arms, she spins them in a strange motion. Cortain. Mm. You need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Eight. I save nothing. Eight. You save nothing. <laughs> okay, so... You take ten acid damage um, as the as the arms are spinning around, the snake heads open up, and this sort of brownie green liquid sprays out of it. It has this slight shining glow to it as it hits your armor, it burns through. And she moves here. She dashes behind the boxes um, but still still adjacent to you. And that is the end of her turn. It'll be Gold Skull. He is going to climb. No, he won't. He will attempt to climb uh, and he cannot do so. So he shall just move. No, he actually will stay there and he will just continue to fire in at uh, Lokag. So double pistol shots, Lokag. 22 verse AC and 19 verse AC. Both are hits. Okay. Oh, no. I dropped the dice on the side of my desk. Yes. That's a good tool. I dropped both my dice. Holy crap. And they're D4s. It's in dark, so if I stand on one, it's going to hurt. <laughs> Oh, thank you, computer. Get caught. It's the first one for me. Wonderful. Okay. Wonderbra. So, first first attack will be uh, six. No, sorry. Sorry, I lie. That is four ballistic damage from the first shot. The second shot will be uh, nine ballistic damage. Got two falls on that one. Oof. <coughs> Pointing these two pistols, straight armed, akimbo. Bam, 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 bam. And that is the end of his turn. We then have little Moss. Little Moss. Okay, um, I sort of am pushed against the wall as I feel the searing pain of the poison. Aye, aye, aye. And um, I lunge... I crouch down and then I want to uppercut him as I like pounce off the floor. Um, and I want nice. to expend one of my charges on my Ring of the Ram, um, which produces a spectral ram's head that um, comes out of the ring as I make contact, which oh, gives me yeah, a plus nice. seven bonus to attack. Um, 
25. 25 hits. Uh, okay. Mm. How much damage? Getting there. Okay, cool. Uh, nine plus yeah. four, 13 damage, and force damage, and he's pushed five feet away from me. Okay. So you launch, you get low and you launch up, uppercutting him. The ring glows and this spectral sort of blue ram head appears around your hand and you make contact. The spectral ram head hits first and then your jaw and you see his cybernetic jaw, this black and grey steel metal shatter apart. You see your hand bust his teeth on the top part of his jaw. He flies backwards, landing on the ground, sprawled, arms wide open, head tilted back. He is dead. A pool of blood appearing beneath his head. Looks like your washing cycle is completed. Is all washed up? Look, where were... <laughs> Some might say a little boss is the go. I told you guys that we need to workshop these before the battle. <laughs> <laughs> you used, used to be good. They're coming Speaks. on all washed up. Yo. It is your turn. Spigston. All right. Uh, question. So I'm in like base-to-base contact with an enemy. Mm-hmm. If I move, what occurs? Okay, if you take one step backwards, yep. um, he will attack you. Okay. If you try and move past him, he will attack you. If I move at all, he's going to attack. Is that what you're Yeah, basically. Unless I use oh, the... You can move within his range, so you can move here and, and you'll be fine. Okay, so as long as I stay within, within his normal range, it's all good. I can use like yep. a... Uh, a bonus to like disengage is that correct yes correct which just means like I can then move freely actually I believe you take an action to disengage because you carefully move to try and not take an attack from him okay uh, I'm, I'm f- mm. screw it I'm fine I will move so currently I'm on uh, his left facing if, if uh, up uh, north or like straight up is uh, the desk and the people behind him behind the desk just for our listeners and then I'll move uh, keeping within his range but I'll move directly uh, below him more towards the entrance but still uh, and I'll line up a shot which will be a cone as I was going to do before Cone shot. I'm just gonna make sure I got two shots and then. Uh, yeah, sorry, it's a 20 foot cone. Um, yep, so that will hit. Uh, is that, is that? It'll be like this. It'll be like this. 
Yeah, it's going to hit all of them, but besides Fangs. Okay, so including the two hiding behind the desk and the pink head laid at the back, and yep. Mr. Blade Hands, I will uh, speaks with fire with a curtain shot with the thunder cannon. Lead, sorry, lead Belcher. Oh, sorry, no, it's not actually. I'm not actually rolling. They have to resist. Uh, they must make a DC. Eight plus my dex mod plus proficiency. So eight dex mod is two, so it's ten and proficiency question mark. What's the normal proficiency bonus? I found it plus three. So that'd be thirteen. Okay, so the teenager she got sixteen, the all the others rolled below 14. Okay. Uh, so, all that f- all that um, all fails hit for half damage and the rest will get hit for slam for the full damage. Okay, so roll your damage instance and then I'll apply it to each of them. Um, I, I assume that's including the elemental shot as well. Damage. Like I said, I have to reload. Um, I assume over time, like I load in, I have to load in specific ammo. For elemental? Yeah, so he's got, ele- so sorry, part of his gun, he's got elemental chamber. So he does lightning, extra 1d6, fifth level, 2d6 of elemental. So yeah. Lightning. So I assume it's also the lightning damage as well. When he does the, the cone, or is that is that a no? No go. What what is the cone? What is uh, it? It's is just it a part of it's just part of the spatter, uh, scatter shot. You can do a blast, which is a tw- oh okay, oh yeah yeah no it applies to them, which yep, takes yep, up yep. two shots. So then he's yep. now out of ammo. So all right, um, okay. So well, I'm sorry, I'm loaded ammo. So okay, so I roll the damage. All right, so. That will be 11 piercing. So this is max. I'll do max damage. So this is 11 piercing. And uh, five lightning damage. That's max. Because the uh, blade arm fellow took the brunt of the attack. Yep. He is quite injured. Um, You hear a scream of pain from the old man uh, you see that half of his face is taken off with the, uh, with the blast the girl she screams as well um, this, is, this is the behind the desk one yeah the yep. old man yep uh, and the, the teenage girl she uh, ducks down you hear her scream out and she is in pain as well um Pink hair is hit, but she's wearing that ballistic armor, so she um, she she took some of the well that that armor took some of the damage. Yep. Um, so I got another attack is. as well. Another oh, attack. you do, yeah, because yep, you yep. got yeah, yep, yep, yep. Go. Because uh, I have a happy trigger, and so so question. Um, yes. Where is it? Happy trigger. So I still attack twice a turn. Um, yep. 
But so you in don't have mid, any ammo. Yeah, mid right. ammo. So he has to. Can I reload and then as a bonus and then fire the second lot? Let's fire the attack again. Have you used the bonus yet? No. Not this round. No. Yeah, you can reload. All right. He'll chuck in another cartridge of uh, lightning bullets, and yep. he will do the same thing again. He'll fire another cone. Click a magazine in and you fire a cone again. Yep. All right. So you need to, yeah, the dex save. Uh, pink hair succeeds, teenager doesn't, and the blade arm boy, um, 16. Yeah, that'll pop. Does that one? Yep. Okay. All right. So, so you. <laughs> yeah, roll your dice. Okay. Roll your damage again. Uh, okay, so that's nine piercing and then only two lightning. Your second shot just blasts a massive hole that's crackling with electrical energy through blade arm. He falls to the ground. He's these uh, sort of scythe-like arms twitching and it folds back up into his arm and he's laying there. He's green glowing sort of uh, camera lens eyes go back into his head and they turn off uh, pink hair takes she's sort of standing there one hand on her knee breathing heavily as she's bleeding from multiple parts of her body the teenage girl that was screaming is no longer screaming no witnesses uh, also speaks would like to as this whole battle's been going on attached the other end uh, of the snake rope metal snake rope to his body yep. and then be commanding it to slowly retract back to it. Was that touch. would was believe that? that's a bonus action so oh, you can't okay. do that yet. Alright, no. Yep. Um, because of the time it's been a, an hour 30 for this episode where we will, we will probably have to stop halfway through and either start a second episode um now unless everyone does not want to but so we'll we'll have to conclude this battle here for the moment but first off we cut back to the other guys at the back of the warehouse you guys have been fighting shooting punching kicking throwing limbs and swinging swords you hear amongst this ruckus some screams in the front of the building, we see Spigs holding his shotgun in slow motion, blasting this massive cone shot of shrapnel out of his scatter shot. It shreds through enemies and civilians alike. The teenage girl holding her mute communicator in her hand and drops to the ground bloody fingerprints on the screen the old man clutching his chest bleeding out on the floor Spigs yelling as he's pulling the trigger and that's where we'll leave the episode
Hey everyone, thank you for downloading the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it with a friend because I don't doubt at all that you have done so. Um, thank you for um, just, you know, being a positive force in the world. Hopefully you are. And if you're not, well, then maybe start doing it um, on behalf of me. Um, thank you a million guys for recording this tonight. It was pretty fun. Um, we'll pick that battle up, pick it back up, I should say, next time. And we have some more things to say. Want to be exposed to our links? Go to our website at www.beyondthedice.com. Got all our old, all our old podcasts and random stuff and shirts and links. It's a good place to go. You should check it out. Do you like to check out Instagram, scroll through, check what's out there? If you haven't already, you should jump on our Instagram at Beyond the Dice for some sick pictures. Also check out our Beyond the Dice Facebook page. You can get any news there and the release schedule. Don't like washing as much as Little Moss? Well, then you can just buy new shirts at the store on our website. <laughs> they have cool pictures of me on them. And I presume the others too, but I haven't explored that. As in trap. Little Moss. We need a Trav t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, there a is a secret Trav t-shirt. You just have to purchase the right t-shirt and then you get an unlock code that releases a t-shirt that's of Trav's face. I'm going to be very disappointed if that's not true. Well, <laughs> you're just going to have to find out which t-shirt so it is. Store to find out more. Buy all of them. <laughs> if you would like to support the show, like Trav has said, you can head over to store.beyondthedice.com. But if you can't afford to spend your hard-earned cash on some sweet merch, we totally understand it. That's fine. But you can support us for free by telling a friend about a show or sharing the uh, the show on, on a social media, on Twitter or your Instagram or Facebook or one of those sort of things. Um, so feel free to do so. And um, in this dystopian future that we live in, please be safe out there. Ladies. Okay, bye. Catch you guys. Bye now. See ya.